we begin today's programme well, with the news you've been hearing about the eviction ban because coalition leaders have agreed to end the winter eviction ban as planned at the end of this month, the 31st of March. That's the proposal being brought to Cabinet this morning by Dara O'Brien, the Housing Minister. So there won't be any extension. Evictions will return on a phased basis depending on when someone was issued with a notice to quit. That means some tenants will be entitled to remain in the property until June. Now Dara O'Brien uh, will also begin developing a budget package for both landlords and tenants with the fine detail to come uh, later in the year. And uh, joining us for more on this is uh, the Sinn Féin councillor from Shannon, uh, Councillor Donna Maggett. Again, good morning to you, Donna. Morning, Alan. Good morning, everyone. Uh, thanks for being with us. So the winter eviction ban won't be extended beyond the end of this month. I would imagine you're, you're disappointed to hear this or also had you kind of expected it? I had kind of expected it, but I, I still um, trying to imagine being one of those families who at the start of April have nowhere to go because, uh, you know, our emergency housing is at capacity. Can you imagine how they're feeling this morning? Some tenants, uh, as I mentioned there, will uh, be able to remain in the property until June. Do you feel that that gives them uh, enough wriggle room? It depends uh, on when someone was issued uh, with a notice to quit, of course. Do you think feel at least there's a bit of wriggle room there for them to find or source alternative accommodation? No, because I'm sure if you ask them, do they feel hopeful? I'm sure they'll feel the same way that come June they're going to be in the same predicament. I mean, the whole point of this ban was to give the government time to come up with solutions. And yet we've been in capacity twice in in Clare, our emergency accommodation, and there's just no hope out there. There's been no no solutions given to this. Do you understand at all uh, the reasons why the government mightn't have extended the ban or the concerns around it? You know, there was fears that an extension of the ban could actually make the situation worse, could exacerbate it, reduce housing supply, push small landlords out of the market? Well, as the figures have already, um, the numbers have increased during the ban and it would have been even worse, according to Threshold, um, if the ban hadn't been put in place. And it's not a a permanent ban, it's a temporary ban just to get um, solutions in place, to get um, targets up to, to where they should be and to help people come in. I mean, we've almost 12,000 people in emergency accommodation, but 4,000 of those are children, you know, and the figures just keep going up and up and up. So we need to put solutions in place. Really, we need to just build social and affordable houses. Okay, we're also joined uh, by Dermot McMahon from Sherry Fitzgerald McMahon in Ennis. Uh, Good morning to you, Dermot. Thanks for joining us on the programme. Good morning. So the winter eviction ban isn't going to be extended beyond March 31st. Uh, your thoughts on that? Well, I suppose in the first instance, uh, I, I think we need to think of those who are in a very difficult situation, uh, facing an uncertain few months ahead if they have an eviction notice. And I think it's incumbent uh, upon government to urgently uh, look after the most vulnerable in our community uh, who are facing eviction in the coming months. Um, unfortunately, um, an eviction ban isn't something that could be sustained indefinitely and it would have to come to an end. Um, and uh, I think the, the, the big issue here is that many of the efforts that are taken by government over the last number of years to try and protect t- tenants have been invert- inadvertently made the problem more difficult uh, and worse. Um, between 2016 and 2021, uh, 43,000 tenancies were lost from the country 
and that number has increased since. And uh, the vast majority of small landlords are, are they're talking with their feet effectively and they're leaving the market because um, the regime, the taxation regime they're operating within, I think particularly, uh, is not incentivizing them to stay in the market and that is creating uh, severe shortages of rental property. Ultimately, though, at a more macro level, um, we, we've, and we've spoken about this before, I mean, the main problem is the lack of availability of housing stock. And to some extent, you do have a, a churn, if you like, from one part of the housing stock to another, where uh, a landlord who sells their property uh, may sell to a tenant who then becomes a, a property owner. Unfortunately, though, for those that are, who are most vulnerable, that option of actually buying isn't there for, for them, and they're the ones who are most at risk in, in all of this. Uh, if you like, kind of a, a huge game of, of, of musical chairs. But unfortunately, we haven't been adding enough chairs to the game over the last number of years because our housing stock hasn't been increasing at a pace that is required. Uh, now, indications are over the coming years that that will improve. I think there's a number of uh, different uh, things that the government have done in recent times that are slow moving and slow to come to market to make that difference. But you can see that the change is coming. In the short term, uh, I think urgently, um, the, the, the small landlord, which uh, makes up the vast majority of the housing rental stock in the country, needs to be supported and needs to be incentivized to stay in the market. Um, because if they don't uh, provide some kind of incentive, unfortunately, that situation for the more vulnerable uh, tenant is going to become more difficult. And was that a big issue, you know, from your point of view and others w- w- within your industry, that the, the evictions ban was actually driving landlords out of the market? Uh, Dara O'Brien had said that, you know, the rights of the tenants, but also the rights of the landlords needed to be balanced. With this evictions ban, was there too much of an imbalance? I, I, I think I think it was I don't think it was the only thing. Uh, I think there's quite a number of things, and I think most particularly um, the taxation regime is, is the largest thing. But ultimately, it, 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 I, I think most landlords you, you speak to recognise the difficulty of the current situation, but in the back of their minds as well are saying, "Well, this is just another reason to get out of the market." I'd be more I, I, I think I'd be more concerned around the taxation regime of landlords that difference between significant taxation differences between the corporate landlord and the private landlord, um, how they're being taxed, um, how they've been incentivized to stay in the market. And they are things that can be can be dealt with quite easily. And just uh, it concerns me that with all that's happening at the moment, that uh, the commentary from government is, well, we'll look at that in the budget next October. I mean, that's just too late. Uh, the the Chartered Accountants Ireland, along with Focus Ireland, uh, in recent months issued a paper um, proposal to increase retention of small-scale landlords in the residential rental market and put forward some really excellent proposals in terms of how um, landlords can be incentivised to stay in the market and stop leaving the market. So I, I think those proposals need to be looked at. They need to be looked at urgently. Uh, that landlords can see a path forward. They need certainty. They need to know that this is a business, if you like, that they, should, they, they that there's a future in and that they can stay in 
um, that they can reinvest in their properties. It has proposals around the reinvestment of uh, in, in individual properties to make that housing hmm. better, how capital allowances would be dealt with, how they're made, uh, get better BER ratings into those properties. There's a whole range of proposals to try and support landlords, okay. tr- which ultimately supports tenants. Ju- just before I go back to Donna, then, because you've made you've raised the point of uh, taxation uh, of private landlords, what changes are needed in this regard then to encourage landlords to stay in the market? Sorry, is that question to me? Uh, to you, Dearman, just before I go back to Donna. I think, uh, well, again, to look at that paper Chartered Accountants Ireland put forward, uh, they have proposals around uh, simple things like um, the, what expenses can be deducted uh, to arrive at your taxable income, such as the deduction LPT, you can't deduct. It looks at the corporate rate of uh, tax versus the, uh, the income tax rate, which could be at the higher rate for many landlords. So looking at uh, a flat rate of 25% uh, with some caveats. Uh, in other words, that the, the landlord would forego um, their right to get access to the property for their own personal use or for sale, which, uh, of course, a corporate landlord wouldn't be able to do to try and equalise that. Uh, it looks at you know where reinvestment expenses uh, would be um, deductible over a four-year period rather than a current eight-year period to try and in- incentivize landlords to uh, invest in the property. It looks at capital gains tax relief, uh, particularly where assets are being moved uh, after death uh, from from the landlord to their family. Um, there are significant capital gains and inheritance tax implications um, for uh, for families. Uh, on the death of the property owner so that landlords rather than selling now may look at keeping it in their family, keeping it in their estate. Okay. So there are various, under all the different tax headings, there's some really good suggestions okay. as to how landlords could be incentivised to stay in the market. Okay, and Donna, the, the point being made there, you know, uh, about landlords and perhaps that they were being driven out of the market due to the evictions ban, would you, you know, do you agree with that? And if not, would you at least have some sympathy that there, there was a bit of an issue with some landlords uh, leaving the market as a result of the ban and that obviously uh, brings its own issues then for people looking for accommodation um, I would agree in, in parts of it but the, the, the figures are showing that um, 48% no longer wish to be a landlord 45% say the taxation is too high, 26% are retiring in the properties or their pension um, so uh, 24% are saying their property is no longer in negative equity so they're selling to, to, to make their profit but when you come to the tax, I think that the review of the tax treatment of landlords to ensure equity of esteem among all categories of landlords has to be looked at. I, you know, as Dermot said, I mean, there's companies out there that that don't uh, are generally exempt from corporation tax on rental income from their 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 properties, whereas an individual owner income tax in USE that the combined rate of that can add up to fifty one percent. Then when they sell it on, then you've got gains tax of thirty three percent. So it's an unfair tax system when you look at it that way too and that does need to be looked at. The point you were making earlier on uh, about uh, you know the numbers in emergency accommodation, the, the, the Taoiseach had been talking about this. He had questioned how effective the eviction ban was and he pointed out that the numbers of people in emergency accommodation provided by the state had actually increased every month that the eviction ban in place and that you know he was disappointed as he'd hoped it would be more effective than it was. Did... did 
did he have a point that you know those numbers in emergency accommodation were increasing despite the ban so therefore it wasn't as effective as, as we would have liked well the numbers were increasing we we, we know that and um but that you know it's an analysis to say that it didn't work i think you need to look at it why didn't it work what what was put in place during the ban to solve the issues you know there, there's no um there was no increase in um, emergency I mean, emergency funding needs to be um, put in funding for councils or approved bodies to be able to buy houses where the tenants are being given um, um, eviction notices that needs to be increased you know all these could have been done while this ban was in place and and it wasn't and just to bring you back in then Dermot we know you've talked about taxation for private landlords and some other things you'd like to see happen what what, what policy changes do you think should be introduced in place of of extending the ban? Uh, Dara O'Brien is apparently going to begin developing a budget package for both landlords and tenants. Uh, we'll see the fine detail on that uh, later in the year. Each local authority is also going to be given a target to acquire social housing where people on housing assistance payment or RAS supports are being evicted so a landlord can sell the home. Um, do they sound like decent manoeuvres to you? And what other changes would you like to see in terms of policy in place of the extending the ban, which obviously is not going to happen now? Yeah, I, 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 well, there was, there was some some of the ones you've commented on there. I, I, I did hear one that, this, this, this morning that concerned me a little, just um, from the Green Party, which was um, that the that the tenant would be given first right of purchase uh, on the property. That did concern me a little bit because how how do you establish at what price? Like, is it on the basis that it goes to market? Uh, and then, you know, basically the last bid is given to the tenant or how, how exactly does that work? How is the tenant given that? Because again, it sounds nice, but it could be a policy that could, could could disincentivize landlords further because they haven't had the opportunity to go to market and ensure that they've they've gotten uh, the highest return they can in terms of the sale of their property. So I, 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 I look, I welcome... Uh, I welcome anything that uh, keeps landlords in the market, um, but ultimately the, the end solution in all of this is to increase the supply. Uh, and and just, just as an aside, I mean, we have a number of landlords who have, and I think it was just referenced there a moment ago, who became the accidental landlord over the course of the last 10 years because of negative equity, etc., who, uh, who who could be renting themselves, who've had to move to different parts of the country but couldn't afford to sell their own property. And now they're in a situation, if they weren't able to get vacant possession of the properties, they want to, to sell the property, move on, and be able to purchase themselves. So th- th- there's just there's so many moving parts in this, but ultimately the main policy that will, will resolve this is an improved housing supply. It, it really is as simple as that. And that comes back to the basics of making sure that we have adequate uh, service land. I think next year the introduction of the um, zoned land uh, tax on land that's been held and not been offered to market, I think that will have a significant impact. I think that will have a positive impact in terms of the supply of zoned land, um, but supporting the construction industry to ensure that the supply is there because ultimately not in the short term, but in the medium to long term, that is the solution. 
Okay, and Donna, just to finish with yourself then, and there's plenty of reaction coming in on this, Kieran and Ennis uh, says when the eviction ban is lifted uh, and homelessness skyrockets, will our local government politicians be on the show to explain how it was unavoidable? The government needs to copy Portugal. If an accidental landlord wishes to sell, the government buys the property and the seller pays lower capital gains tax. Instead, this government are giving tax credits of up to 14 grand. Uh, what do you make of that? And what Dermot had to say, and perhaps you, you, the policy changes you would like to see brought in uh, now that the ban isn't going to be extended? Well, we need to, as I said already, we need to review the tax treatment of um, landlords to ensure the equity across all the board. I mean, that that's something that can be done. Um, we also need to see with the, I mean, I think as far as I remember, there was like an amount that, that um, uh, councils could buy. There was a limit on that. I think that that needs be lifted. I think if there's someone in a house and, and the council can go in and buy or an approved housing body, you know, th- that the money needs to be put in place for them to be able to do that, simply because we are at capacity and we can't we can't put people anywhere. You know, we're expecting people to move into back into families over conditions. And this is where Tusla come in and, and you know where it comes to children sharing sharing rooms and that's where some ended up in Garda stations if, if you remember. Uh, you know, we don't need to go back to that, you know, and, and the ban is not a solution, but it is it is a help in trying to to bring forward solutions. And, and I do agree with Dermid. Um, we do need to be building more social and affordable housing. Um, and, and that, you know, these are all the kind of things that we need to put in place. Um, private rent, uh, rent pro- certainty as well needs to be put in place. You know, those in RAS and HAP don't have certainty of tenure. So there's a load of solutions that... That should have been looked at during this first ban. And, um, you know, not having the ban now, we're going to see serious issues now come in April and May with people ending up on the streets, basically, because they just don't see where they're going to go. Okay, we do have to leave it there. But my thanks to uh, Councillor Donna McGettigan, uh, Sinn Féin Councillor in Shannon, and also to Dermot McMahon from Sherry Fitzgerald McMahon and Ennis.